0: Section 18 of A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Diana Moynihan. A Guide to Modern Cookery, Part One, by Auguste Escoffier, translated by James B. Herdren Jr. Chapter 10, Leading Culinary Operations, Part 6. Vegetables and Garnishes Various Preparations 274. The Treatment of Dry Vegetables It is wrong to soak dry vegetables. If they are of good quality, and the produce of the year, they need only be put into a saucepan with enough cold water to completely cover them, and with one ounce of salt per five quarts of water. Set to boil gently, skim, add the aromatic garnish quartered carrots onions with or without garlic cloves and a fagots, and set to cook gently with lid on remarks if the vegetables used are old or inferior in quality they might be put to soak in soft water but this only long enough to swell them slightly that is about one and one-half hours A prolonged soaking of dry vegetables may give rise to incipient germination, and this, by impairing the principles of the vegetables, depreciates the value of the food and may even cause some harm to the consumer. 275. Braised Vegetables Vegetables to be braised must be first blanched, cooled, pared and strung. Garnish the bottom of a saucepan with blanched pork rinds, sliced carrots and onions and a faggot and cover the sides of the utensil with thin slices of bacon lay the vegetables upon the prepared litter and leave them to sweat in the oven for about ten minutes with lid on the object of this over sweating is to expel the water now moisture enough to cover with white stock and set to cook gently this done drain remove string and cut to the shape required lay them in a saute pan and if they are to be served soon cover them with their reduced stock from which the grease has been removed if they are prepared in advance simply put them aside in suitable basins cover them with their cooking liquor which should be strained over them boiling and without its grease removed and cover with buttered paper adjunct to braised vegetables according to the case the adjunct is either the braising liquor reduced and with all grease removed or the same completed by means of an addition of meat glaze occasionally it may be the braising liquor slightly thickened with half-glaze and finished with butter and the juice of a lemon two hundred and seventy six listen of green vegetables with butter first thoroughly drain the vegetables and toss them over the fire for a few minutes In order to completely rid them of their moisture season according to the kind of vegetable add the butter away from the fire and slightly toss rolling the saucepan meanwhile on the stove with the view of affecting the leeson by means of the mixing of the butter with the treated vegetables 277 leeson of vegetables with cream vegetables to be treated in this way must be kept somewhat firm after having thoroughly drained them Put them into a saucepan with enough boiling fresh cream to well moisten without covering them. Finish their cooking process in the cream, stirring occasionally the while. When the cream is almost entirely reduced, finish, away from the fire, with a little butter. The leeson may be slightly stiffened, if necessary, by means of a few tablespoonfuls of cream sauce. 278. Vegetable Cream and Purees Purees of dry and farinaceous vegetables may be obtained by rubbing the latter through a sieve. Put the puree into a saute pan and dry it over a brisk fire, adding one and one half ounce of butter per pint of puree. Then add milk or cream in small quantities at a time until the puree has reached the required degree of consistence. For purees of aqueous vegetables, such as French beans, cauliflowers, celery, etc. A quarter of their volume of mashed potatoes should be added to them in order to effect their leason. in the case of vegetable creams substitute for the thickening of mashed potatoes an equivalent quality of succulent and stiff bechamel sauce 279 garnishes in cookery although garnishes only play a minor part they are nevertheless very important for besides being the principal accompaniment to dishes they are very often the adornment thereof while it frequently happens that their harmonious arrangement considerably helps to throw the beauty of a fine joint or bird into relief a garnish may consist of one or more products be this as it may its name as a rule distinctly denotes in a word what it is and how it is made in any case it should always bear some relation to the piece it accompanies either in the constituents of its preparation or with regard to the size of the piece constituting the dish i merely add that since the constituents of garnishes are strictly denoted by the name the latter bear any addition of products foreign to their nature would be a grave mistake likewise the omission of any constituent is to be avoided as the garnish would thereby be out of keeping with its specified character only in very exceptional circumstances should any change of this kind be allowed to take place. The constituents of garnishes are supplied by vegetables, farinaceous products, quennels of all kinds, coxcombs and kidneys, truffles and mushrooms, plain or stuffed olives, mollusks, mussels or oysters, shellfish, crayfish, shrimps, lobster, etc., butchers' supplies, such as lamb's sweetbread calves brains and calves spine marrow as a rule garnishes are independent of the dish itself that is to say they are prepared entirely apart at other times they are mixed with it playing the double part of garnish and condimentary principle as in the case of metal compotes civets etc Vegetables for garnishing are fashioned and treated in accordance with the use and shape implied by the name of the dish, which should be always the operator's guide in this respect. The farinaceous ones, the mollusks and shellfish, undergo the customary preparation. I have already described, chapter X, the preparation of quenelles and forcemeats for garnishing. Other recipes which have the same purpose will be treated in their respective order end of section eighteen End of a guide to modern cookery le guide culinaire part one by august escoffier translated by james b herdern jr